You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we have our program 3MJ with Raiko Celic. Good morning, Raiko. Welcome. Good morning, Jason. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing all right. It's been a busy week, but I'm doing all right. And uh, what have you been up to, Raiko? Have you uh, been busy over the past week? Uh, yes, uh, we had a really great time on Sabbath at church at Olverston. We had a regional, so that means we have all the different churches here in the northwest. They've come together from Devonport all the way to Smithton. Yeah. And we had a really good crowd. The church was uh, quite full, and we had beautiful music. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you had a guest speaker come down as well. Is that right? Yes, his name is Etienne McClintock. He's a Seventh-day Adventist who works for a Christian organization called the Voice of the Martyrs. And uh, basically, he is a voice. He speaks about people who are being persecuted in other countries. And not only did he talk about other countries where there's physical persecution, but in a way, we can even be persecuted in Australia mentally and Mm. some of the challenges that Christians go through uh, here. And and this organization, they do support... uh, uh, other other people through resources, but also with physical needs, also through medical needs, and they are found in 68 countries around the world. That's awesome, and I guess uh, if people wanted to find out more information, they could just Google uh, Voice of the Martyrs. Right, right. Yeah. Well, um, Raiko, I'm just going to let our listeners know the show number, our Tassie Encounters mobile number that you can text us in on is 0488 880891. That's 0488 880891. If you're listening for the first time today, I'd suggest you write that number down and uh, you can send in questions, comments, feedback, or you can take advantage of our offer that uh, we will be giving away a book later in the program. So uh, I guess uh, we can get straight into our episode today. I'll, I'll just uh, also let our listeners know that if they are listening for the first time today, that they can catch up on past episodes, that uh, all of our episodes are recorded and uploaded to our website, faithfm.com.au, or you can get the Faith FM app and listen to them as well. But uh, yeah, where have we come from, uh, Raiko? What was our last episode? Uh, last time we talked about is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not, and yeah. Jesus did say, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and also he said, render to God the things that are God's. So render is uh, to give back something that is not yours, and we talked quite a bit about paying taxes, and uh, there is civil authority, and, and Jesus did talk about these things, and even Paul spoke about it in Romans 13, but the ultimate question is, are we rendering back to God the thing? That are God's. Are we rendering back our, not just our means and our time, but are we giving our life back to Jesus Christ? Yeah. Um, and today's episode is titled The Sadducees and the Resurrection. So we're going to get into that shortly. Um, I'll be uh, keen to learn more about the Sadducees and the Pharisees and, uh, and some of their beliefs. So we're studying from Matthew 22 this morning, uh, starting at verse 23. Yep. Let, let's have a prayer before we begin. Yeah. Dear Father in heaven, Lord, we have so much to cover t- today, and it is a very theological uh, topic, and I pray, Lord, that we can put on our thinking caps. Lord, I also pray that uh, you give me wisdom to know what to share, what to leave, and I just pray that you will bless um, the, per- the person, the people that are listening uh, to this uh, presentation, to this episode. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
So let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 22. And uh, our main study today is verses 23 to 33. And this is also found also in Mark chapter 12 and Luke chapter 20. But we're going to read Matthew's account. So please read Matthew 22 verse 23, Jason, please. Yeah, I'll do that. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, The same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him. Okay, good. It mentions the same day. This is still taking place on Tuesday. There are many things that are taking place on Tuesday in the temple. And last time when we talked about Jesus being questioned with a political question, we saw that there were Pharisees and there were also the Herodians. And now you have these Sadducees. And according to this Bible verse, we know that the Sadducees, they do not believe in what, Jason? The resurrection. It says there is no resurrection. Now, that's a pretty long word. What does that even mean, Jason? The resurrection. It means uh, coming back to life after, after death. Right, right, right. And... This is really coming under the topic of what happens when you die, the state of the dead. Mm. And to really understand this passage of Scripture we're going to study today, I need to give a bit of a background of understanding of who the Sadducees were, but not only who the Sadducees were, but also who the Pharisees were. Because the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and also the scribes, they were part of a Jewish council known as the Sanhedrin Council. It was a Jewish religious council. And we discovered that when we know the background of the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they had theological and ideological differences, but yet they had a common enemy. Mm. Uh, And and who was that common enemy they had? That was Jesus. Jesus, right? So they put their differences aside, and really they're responsible for influencing uh, Pilate for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Mm. But let me... Share some characteristics of the Pharisees first, and then I'll share some characteristics of the Sadducees. When it comes to the Pharisees, they were experts on the law. And the law here is talking about the books of Moses, the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. This is sometimes also known as the Torah. It is also known as the Pentateuch. Pentateuch? Pent? Five? Pentagon is a five-sided shape, so Pentateuch would be the five books. Uh, They also, the Pharisees believed in oral law or the interpretation of the Torah. They were a middle class. They believed holiness can exist outside of the temple. They also wore phylacteries. Do you know what a phylactery is? I have no idea that, uh, no, I have no idea. You'll have to tell me. (laughs) Um, Even in Matthew 23 verse 5, which is the following chapter, Jesus spoke to the Pharisees and he said, oh, you know, you're you're enlarging your borders, you're, you're, you're wearing phylacteries. A phylactery would be something that would be strapped around your hand and also a box on your forehead. Ah, okay. And, and, and that's kind of strange, isn't it? Is that the, the they, they wore uh, scripture verses rolled up in, in, in that little box? Is that yes. what it was for? Yes, that's totally right. Ah. And, and they took a passage from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 11, and that whole chapter, it talks about the law and obedience and God's word. And they took a Bible verse from Deuteronomy 11, verse 18, and they took it literally instead of seeing it as more symbolic because it talks about how uh, 
it says there, therefore you shall lay up these words, God's law, obedience of mine in your heart and in your soul, and bind them as mm. a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Did you notice I emphasized the word as? Yeah. Because the word as means what? Well, not, not literal, but it's symbolic of... Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it, it means like or similar. Like, yes. Yeah. Mm. So, so as you know, on your hand, meaning, and the hand in the Bible represents actions, and the frontlets between your eyes. This means really in your mind. And they wore also blue fringes on their mantle, and blue in the Bible represents the the law of God. But that's the background of the Pharisees. Now, let me talk about the Sadducees. The Sadducees they only believed in the Torah alone. Right. So keep keep this in mind. When we pick up our English Bible, in the Old Testament there are 39 books in the Old Testament. But if you picked up a Hebrew Bible, there would only be 24. And you're going, what? How come there's this difference? Well, when you look, it's the same Bible as our English Bible, but sometimes they have grouped books together. For example, instead okay. of having First and Second Kings, you just have Kings. Kings. Yeah. Instead of having First and Second Chronicles, you just have Chronicles. Chronicles, mm-hmm. and then you have the last twelve books of the Old Testament, which is the Minor Prophets. That's just grouped as one. Yeah. So and so, the the Sadducees. They only believed in the first five books right. uh, of the Old Testament. And they believed that the other books of the Old Testament, they were commentaries on the first five books, and they had reservations about those books as well. Mm. And this is important to understand the background of the Sadducees, because if you want to talk to them about prophecy, well, you got to use the first five books of the Bible. If you want to talk to them about salvation and redemption, well, use the first five books. If you want to talk to them about the sanctuary or something in relation to the second coming of Jesus, well, just use the first five books. Mm. And the Sadducees, they were a priestly uh, class. They they believed the temple is required uh, for holiness. And this is interesting because in AD 70, the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed. Yeah, so. uh, the, the, the the Pharisees kept on going, but the Sadducees died down. Yeah. They were also the upper class, and uh, they were wealthy and rich, and because of this, they were influential. They professed to believe in the Scriptures, in the Old Testament, but they were materialistic and skeptical in their philosophy. And in that book, Desire of Ages, page 603, it says this, the Sadducees rejected the traditions of the Pharisees. They professed to believe the greater portion of the scriptures and to regard them as the rule of action, but practically they were skeptics and materialists. And uh, here in this passage of scripture, it says in Matthew 22, verse 23, they did not believe in the resurrection. Mm. Now, I think we need to take a break, and I want to come back and talk more about this. Awesome. We'll do that. And uh, our first song this morning is The Anchor of Hope by Ellie Holcomb. Um, and just before we go to the uh, to the break, I will just mention that our offer today is that book, The Desire of Ages, that you just read from, and uh, we will be giving that away later in the program. But let's have a listen to Anchor of Hope. Marvelous, wonderful, infinite God Author of all that is good Faithful provider and giver of life Source of all power and love 
The Anchor of Hope by Ellie Holcomb. Now, uh, Riker, we've been talking about the Sadducees in Matthew 22, and uh, I've I've heard that the Sadducees they they weren't happy people because they had no hope in the resurrection. You see, uh, they were sad. You see, <laughs> yes. So that that's a good way to remember who the Sadducees were. And, and the Pharisees thought they were fair. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, well, we're continuing, and uh, yeah, we we started the last before we had the break. We talked about what the Sadducees believed in, and uh, one of those things is they don't believe in the resurrection. And later on in the book of Acts, chapter twenty-three, verse eight, it says, "For Sadducees say that there is no resurrection and no angel or spirit, but the Pharisees confess both." Mm. So you think about this: they don't believe in the resurrection, and this is biblical. Even Jesus talked about the resurrection. They don't believe in angels. Now, I, I did read somewhere, and I don't fully understand this, Jason. They did believe in angels as only manifestations of celestial glory, but not literal angels. So I don't fully understand all of that. Mm. And uh, they also didn't believe in the spirit. And it's interesting because that word spirit uh, in the Greek is pneuma, which can be translated as Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. They they denied the operations of the Holy Spirit. And I've been quoting from Desire of Ages um, in, in, you know, in all these weeks that we've been doing these episodes. And Desire of Ages on page 604 talks about 
the Sadducees and says, refusing to acknowledge the influence of the Holy Spirit upon human action, they lacked His power in their lives. Mm. If we want to have power in our, in our lives, well, there's that point of believing the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts us of righteousness and judgment and, and what's true and brings things back to remembrance. And, and there are people who today believe in Jesus and they believe in the Father, but they don't believe in the third person of the Godhead, which is the Holy Spirit. And that's a whole other Bible study on its own. Mm. Uh, when it came to the Sadducees, they also believed that God uh, is the Creator, uh, but then He kind of left our world and just... You know, we can do our own thing. And today in our modern understanding, this is known as deism. And it's interesting, in the early 1800s in the United States, there was this great Second Advent movement. And there was a man by the name of William Miller. He was a deist, where he believed, well, God created the world and he left us to do our own thing. And uh, later on, he did change. He did change. Really, the Pharisees, they were conservative and extreme. They were very strict and legalistic, but the Sadducees were more liberal and extreme. And as I mentioned earlier, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they had differences in theology and ideology, but they had a common enemy, and that's Jesus Christ. Mm. And the Pharisees, they failed uh, in questioning Jesus when he came to the political question, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Yes, the Herodians were there too to to observe this accusation, how Jesus would answer, but now the Sadducees thought, hey, we're going to succeed. And you know what's interesting? Jesus, he was questioned by the Pharisees with a political question, and can politics divide? Absolutely. Absolutely. But now the Sadducees, as we continue reading in Matthew 22, they're going to ask Jesus a theological question or a religious or doctrinal question. Does theology or religion divide? It can do, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, sometimes there are people who ask questions because they genuinely want to know the answer. Mm. But do you think, as we're going to study later on, the Sadducees are going to question Jesus about the resurrection. Do you think they genuinely want to know Jesus' answer? I think they wanted to try to trap him and, and uh, yeah, try to trick him or, yeah, maybe ask a question that um, would uh, prove that they're right rather than, you know, what someone else believes is right. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, they're trying to mislead him and deceive him and mm. confuse him. And it's interesting how you have the Sadducees and the Pharisees. They had this, uh, I read in the book Deserve Ages uh, on page 603 that because of their different views that the Sadducees had on the resurrection, this was a subject of controversy with the Pharisees. Yeah. And isn't it interesting today that even in Christianity, there are different views on what happens when a person dies, mm. on the state of the dead. Now, I don't have time to have a Bible study on the state of the dead. Uh, it would be awesome. I'm sure maybe uh, Peter Watts someday will, will cover this in one of his episodes. But... Uh, what we see is that when a person dies, they don't go to heaven or hell, according to the Bible. Uh, they they rest, they sleep. Uh, death is referred to as sleep in the Bible some 50 times in the King James Version of the Bible. And you see this in John chapter 11. And some people believe, oh, you go to heaven if you're a good person when you die. And you, or you go to hell and you, get, and you get tormented forever and ever. And this is just not in the Scriptures when you compare Scripture with Scripture. Uh, the dead know nothing, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 5 and 6. They don't plan things. Uh, they're 
plan. Uh, they just uh, don't praise the Lord. Also, the book of Psalms says this. And just think of this. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. This is John 14, verses 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And then he goes, I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a pl- place for you, I we'll will come, come back again. Mm. Now, if he's going to come back again, he's coming to to get us and and those who have died. Yeah, so mm. it, it doesn't mean that you're in heaven already, right? Yeah, that's and, it. and and also in First Thessalonians chapter four and verse sixteen, it talks about how the dead in Christ will rise first at mm. the coming of Jesus Christ. When it comes to these Sadducees, they were rich people, they were influential, and. I'm just paraphrasing Desire of Ages on page 604. They they were skeptics, and the Pharisees told them, you can hold position in the Sanhedrin council as long as you don't share your views. But you know what? Uh, what you're all, I mean, can you really keep to that? You're still, unconsciously, you're still able to probably share some of your views and still be influential. Yeah. So this is really painting a big picture or background before we even get into the text here. So can you read now Matthew 22 and verse 24? What did the Sadducees say to Jesus? Yeah, we've been keeping our listeners in, sus- in suspense because uh, it finished with they came to him and asked him, and uh, we haven't heard what they asked him. So here it is. <laughs> yes. They, they came to him and asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses said that if a man dies having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven, sorry, there were with us seven brothers. The first died after he married, and having no offspring, left his wife to his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third, even to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died also. Thank you. Thank you. Just pause there, okay? Just pause there. So there's a lot of things that were mentioned here. Yeah. And first of all, it says here, well, teacher, it talks here in verse 24 how Moses said, and this is quoting the Old Testament. Yes. And uh, remember, the Sadducees, they only believed in the first five books of Moses. Mm-hmm. And they're actually taking a little um, point here from Deuteronomy chapter 25, verses 5 to 10. We're not going to read that. But the whole point there was that if there was a woman and her husband passed away and she's a widow she has no child who was she to marry next the 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 man's brother the man's brother now that's pretty strange do do we still you do we see that happening today in our culture we don't we don't do that no (laughs) no now this happened in ancient israel and i did read somewhere that it used to be very similar like that in um when it comes to the indian culture i don't know if they still practice this or not but when you read Deuteronomy's account the whole purpose of this happening was to still perpetuate the name of the brother and his estate and uh, also it was to preserve the honor and wealth of the family but you also read in Deuteronomy 25 that if the brother refuses do you know what happens um i can't remember i do remember reading that passage at some point but i can't remember what happens well then the lady would go to the elders uh, and yeah. the elders they were the um seen as the uh, leaders they'll, and they were like elderly the judges people. almost. Yeah, the judges, they yeah. were the spiritual leaders. Mm. And uh, then the elders would deal with this situation. And it also mentions how 
Um, if he refused, then the widow, she would uh, take off this person's uh, sandal. And according to tradition, it was the sandal from the right foot. And it does say in the Bible she would spit in his face. But really, the better translation is she would spit um, before his face and she would spit on the ground. Mm-hmm. And, and some people might be going, well, what does this mean, taking off the sandal? Uh, well, it's the... It's really representing where this brother-in-law uh, is looked upon as a mark of selfishness mm. and that he's proclaimed unworthy. And also it was a token of humility to take off your sandals. And this person is not, a, is not humble. Well, where do we get that from? Do you remember when Moses was yeah. before the burning bush? Yeah, he was asked to take off his sandals, yeah. Yeah, and Joshua too, yep. when he was before the commander uh, of the Lord's army, take off your sandal for where you're standing is holy ground. So you already read verses 25 and 26, and this is something really strange. Um, here you have a woman, she's a widow, and uh, if her husband dies, well, you marry the next husband. Sorry, uh, you, you marry the next brother. Mm-hmm. What's the chances of your husband passing away, you marry the next brother? What's the chances of that happening? I think it's pretty likely. Yeah, well, that's, that's a, certainly a possibility, yep. Yep. Well, but, what about but seven if, of them. <laughs> yeah, but seven of them. That, that was my point. Yeah. Uh, my point was, well, if the second brother dies, well, that's likely. But if the third, fourth, yeah. fifth, sixth, seventh, yeah. this, this is a illustration that the Sadducees are using. And... I'm going to be honest. I think it's such a it's a hypothetical illustration or example, and it's pretty dumb in my in my eyes. Mm. And they they use seven probably because in the Bible seven represents uh, perfection and completeness. Mm. But the chances of that dying is just unlikely. Mm. And we see a lot of deaths here because not only did the seven brothers die, but also the woman died as well. Yeah, yeah. And then. Um, can you please read verse 28? I did stop you. You did, um, yes. So please read verse 28. It says, Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had her. They're asking Jesus this question, but yet they themselves don't believe in the resurrection. Yes. Yeah. A- and uh, I guess a good question is, what are they really asking Jesus? They're just trying to trap him out or yeah, prove, prove that the resurrection isn't real or something. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're really trying to just um, provoke him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is in the realm of speculative theology. Mm. And, and in the book Desire of Ages on page 605, it says this, The Sadducees reason that if the body is to be composed of the same particles of matter in its immortal as in its mortal state, then when raised from the dead, it must have uh, flesh and blood and must resume in the internal world the life interrupted on earth. In that case, they concluded that earthly relationships would be resumed, husband and wife would be reunited, marriages consummated, and all things go on the same as before death, the frailties and passions of this life being perpetuated in a life beyond. So, in other words, nothing changes uh, in the future. Nothing is different. Uh, the Sadducees believed in that earthly relationships continue into eternity, and how can Jesus sort out these relationships in this story of the seven brothers in this situation? Mm. It's uh, it's an interesting question. I know uh, some people uh, are uncomfortable even today with the idea that um, 
you know what happens in heaven with our with our spouse you know will mm. we will mm. we be still married in heaven so um, I guess we're going to we'll, find we'll out touch on, the answer we'll, we'll to that We'll touch soon. on that. Yeah, we'll touch on that. <laughs> Let's go to a break. Um, our next song is called To Live With Christ. Uh, it's uh, sung by Megan Baird. Um, it's a beautiful song. And, uh, yeah, just want to challenge you to really listen to the lyrics of this song because it's, uh, it's really relevant to our topic today. love on us and chose us to be saved this fleeting life is passing by with all its joys and pain but we believe to live is Christ and death is gain to live is Christ to die is gain in every age this truth
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And we're talking with Raiko Cilic. Uh, we've been talking about the Sadducees and uh, a question that they asked Jesus. They didn't believe in the resurrection. And the question had to do with, you know, who who would this widow be uh, married to in heaven when she'd been married to seven brothers on earth? And uh, just before the break, I, I said that many people have that question about, you know, what will it be like in heaven? Because they have difficulty uh, with the idea that, you know, they may not be married to their spouse that they have now on earth. They mm. may not be married in heaven. But uh, we, we need to find out what Jesus uh, said when, it, when he answered this question. Uh, thanks. Thanks, mate. So let's read Matthew 22. And uh, I'm going to read verse 29, and then I'll get you to read verse 30. Sure. And So Jesus answered and said to them, he said to the Sadducees, You are mistaken, not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. And verse 30, please. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. Okay. So let's deal with this first part. Jesus said to them, you are mistaken. Yeah. Interesting, that word mistaken could be translated from in the Greek as deceived or you're in error. And he said to them, you don't know two things here. Number one, you don't know the scriptures. And number two, you do not know the power of God. Yeah. And when Jesus is referring to the scriptures, he's not just talking about the first five books of Moses. Mm. He's talking about the entire Old Testament scriptures. Mm. And according to the Hebrew mindsetting, the Old Testament scriptures was divided into three parts. The law, which is the first five books, the Psalms, and also the prophets. And the power of God, according to the Bible, when a person dies, uh, he returns back to dust and the breath returns back to God. God has ultimate power if he can create this world and bring uh, and create mankind he can surely bring mankind back to life I believe so and there are passages in the Old Testament that talk about the resurrection the resurrection and I want to look at one of these passages uh, in the book of Job chapter 14 so let's open our Bibles to the book of Job chapter 14 and we'll just read verses 10 to 15 so there's something really important I want to share, and I want to share this before I forget later. Remember, these Sadducees only believed in the first five books of the Old Testament scriptures, and they believed that uh, the other books of the Old Testament uh, were just commentaries on the first five books. They had reservations about these other books. But do you know who wrote the book of Job? I don't know who wrote the book of Job, no. Tradition tells us that it was Moses who wrote the book of wow. Job. Okay. And, and not only that, but that Job was written even be, before the first five books of Moses. Right. So logically, rationally, intelligently, you would think that, hmm, if I, as a Sadducee, believe in the first five books and I believe, um, well, uh, you know, Moses is so important, well, I might as well take the book of Job as well. Yeah. But they didn't, right? Mm. So here in Job 14, Job's talk, he's going to be talking about the resurrection. And in verse 10, can you please read that? But man dies and is laid away. Indeed, he breathes his last. And where is he? 
So this text is talking about death, right? Yes. And, yeah. and when a person dies, they go to the grave. Yeah. Verse 11, please. As water disappears from the sea and a river becomes parched and dries up. Verse 12. So man lies down and does not rise till the heavens are no more. They will not awake nor be roused from their sleep. Thank you. So in verse 12, so man lies down and does not rise. rise. Yeah. And then he, the next word is till. Till. And that, yeah. that means until the heavens are no more. And then it says, nor be roused from their sleep. See, death here is referred to as sleep. Yeah. And, and this even becomes clear. There's a, I mentioned there's about 50 times in the Bible where death is referred to as sleep. And, and John chapter 11 is a perfect example where Lazarus, uh, died and Jesus said to his disciples, Oh, he's sleeping. And they said, Well, if he's sleeping, he's gonna rise up again. Then he said, No, he, he's dead. A- and, uh, here is Job talking about, well, death in the grave. I rise till or until, uh, the heavens are no more. Verse 13. Please read verse 13. Oh, that you would hide me in the grave, that you would conceal me until your wrath is past, that you would appoint me a set time and remember me. See, he talks about here being in the grave Mm. and also uh, conceal me until your wrath is past, Mm. God's wrath. Mm. And when we study the Bible and we compare Scripture with Scripture, we go to Revelation 15 and Revelation 16, the wrath of God are the seven last plagues. And the seven last plagues have not happened yet. Mm. Uh, this is going to happen just before Jesus Christ comes back again uh, the second time. And he's saying, Job is writing here and says, God, remember me. Don't forget me. Mm. Um, and then verse 14. If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my hard service, I will wait till my change comes. Notice he says, I will wait Mm. until my change uh, change comes. That word change can also be translated as renewal. Mm. And uh, isn't it interesting that in 1 Corinthians 15, it talks about when Christ comes back and he talks about how this mortal must put on immortality and Mm. this corruptible shall put on incorruption. Mm. And then one more Bible verse here in Job 14. Please read verse 15. It says, you shall call and I will answer you. You shall desire the work of your hands it says here you shall call Mm. and in in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 it says for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout yeah you know with the voice of an archangel and this is a call and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first Um, there's also another example where we see where it talks about a resurrection and this is in Daniel chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 but just going back to Matthew chapter 22 it says here Jesus said to them, you are mistaken. You do not know the scriptures and you don't even know the power of God. Mm. And this is really important because there are people who know the scriptures and they understand the power of God, but then there are people who know the scriptures but just don't understand the power of God. And yes, and obviously the power of God here, I, I, I can see or I'm understanding this, to mean that through God's power, he can raise us from the dead. It's only his power that can do that. But my question is, at this point in time, had Jesus already raised Lazarus from the dead? Yes, yes. And and, and I'm so happy you made connections here because the context here is 
power, but in what context? In terms of resurrection, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you're already starting to think, are there any examples Mm. of of the resurrection? You know, in fact, there's actually a number of examples. Mm. Um, And we didn't even talk about this, and I have it in my notes. Um, Moses was raised from the dead. Yeah. And and even though you don't read about this in the Old Testament, even before Matthew 22 in Matthew 17, Luke 9, Mark 9, you have the story of the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses is there. Yeah. And Elijah is there. If Moses is there, it means he must have been resurrected from the dead. And Jude chapter 1 confirms this. Yeah. But you also have in the Old Testament, you have the widow's son of Zarephath. She was raised by uh, raised by Elijah. Yeah. The Shunammite son, raised by Elisha. Uh, there was a man tossed into Elisha's tomb and he came back to life. That's a weird and strange story. Mm. Um, but it happened. You have the widow of Nain's son, raised by Jesus, well before Matthew 22. Mm. You have Jairus's daughter, uh, raised by Jesus. You have Lazarus raised Raised by Jesus, um, and then there's examples even after the the resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, where there were people that were raised up after him. You read this in Matthew 27. Mm-hmm. You read how Tabitha, also known as Dorcas, was raised by Peter in Acts 9. Eutychus was raised by Paul in Acts 20. And so here we see, um, you know, the the power of God, right? The power yeah. of God. Uh, do we have time to continue, or we need to go to another song? Uh, we've got our last song queued up, ready to go. Uh, so we probably should do that. And um, just before we go there, I'm going to share a bit more information about the book that we're giving away today, The Desire of Ages. Um, the Desire of Ages is a proven source of inspiration and enlightenment to millions of readers all over the world, and with good reason, for it deals with a universal yearning, the desire for living life to its fullest, with the knowledge that we are here for a reason, that we are loved. So if you uh, would like to get this book, we can send it out to you free of cost. Uh, it's the, the number to text us in, and I'll give you the code after our song. It's 0488 880891. That's 0488 880891. So please uh, do text us in. And we, uh, we, we we're getting pretty uh, excited there um, <laughs> Raiko, so I'm looking yes. forward to what's uh, coming after the break to, to finish our program today. But let's uh, listen to this song, All My Hope, by Tyron Wells. The prison. I 
Tyron Wells. Now, before the break, I promised our code, our code word for the Desire of Ages, the book that we're giving away today. And you can text this in to 0488880891. And the code is 3, the number 3, MJ and the number 1, 3MJ1. Just send that in on its own to our number. Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we will send out that book to you. Um, now, before the break, uh, we were reading verse twenty nine and verse thirty, but we haven't really dealt with the uh, verse thirty of Matthew twenty two, where it says, "For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven." What have you got to uh, explain about that, uh, Rico? Oh, I'm not an expert on scripture, but it says here that uh, in the resurrection they are like. That means as, similar, yeah. like angels. And they are neither given in marriage, meaning they do not procreate. And, and there are some different views out there, and that is the belief that when we do resurrect and we go to heaven, there will be no procreation. But perhaps uh, when we go to the new earth, 
when God will create a new heaven and a new earth, uh, that there might be uh, families and children. Uh, and uh, we don't know. This is not part of the sure word of prophecy. People use their argument in saying, well, before sin entered, Jesus and God said, well, be fruitful and multiply. So mm-hmm. things are going to be restored again. And I, I think, you know, as I read elsewhere, it's not part of the sure word of prophecy and silence is eloquence mm. uh, when it comes upon this. And there's going to be a lot of surprise. Um, when we get to heaven and on the new earth, and uh, I think we need to wait until then. And uh, uh, and I think I think for people who might feel like um, they'd be disappointed if they got to heaven and they weren't married to their spouse, I think Jesus is going to have something so much better for us that uh, I, I'm sure we're not going to be sad. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm yes. sure we're not going to be disappointed that uh, even though it might be different, it uh, I'm sure that heaven's going to be a good place and the new earth as well. Yes, thanks, thanks, mate. Yeah. Well, let's read verse 31 uh, to 33 of Matthew 22. Can you read that for us, please, Jason? Yeah, it says, But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitudes heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. This is really an important part here that Jesus is sharing. He says to the Pharisees, sorry, not the Pharisees, the Sadducees, have you not heard, you know, have you not heard what the scriptures are saying? And then he's quoting from Exodus chapter 3. And when you read Mark's account, it says it like this, Mark chapter 12, verse 26, but concerning the dead that they rise, have you not read in the book of Moses? So it's very specific. He's using... Um, uh, the book of Moses is actually quoting from Exodus chapter 3 in the burning bush passage how God spoke to him saying I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob and when you read Exodus chapter 3 verse 6 and verse 15 and 16 three times you will read where it talks about Abraham Isaac and Jacob they are all related to one another and uh, when the Bible uh, says and Jesus also says I am the God of Abraham the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob this is mentioned in the present tense they had all died hmm. and God referred to them as they are still they're still alive they're still living and uh, we know that uh, God made promises to these men but some of these promises have never been fulfilled Hmm. And some people probably think, ah, oh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had already resurrected. Well, the text doesn't say this. No. Um, the resurrection is still in the future. We know very clearly in the New Testament later on in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 8, 10, and 13, that Abraham is dead. And he died and did not receive the promises, and he waited for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Jesus here, he is proving and showing to the Sadducees that there is evidence of a resurrection. See, they didn't believe that there was a resurrection, and yet now he's quoting from... Exodus. Uh, yeah, from Exodus, which, which they believed in, they right? they believed in, yeah. <laughs> and, and also, remember, we, we looked at the story of, uh, or the book of Job, and Job also talks about the resurrection. But just going to the book of Exodus, we see that there is... A hope of a resurrection for the future. And I need to read this because these are the arguments of Jesus. There are six points. Point number one, God made promises to the patriarchs. This is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob concerning the land of Israel and God's Messiah, which is Jesus. Number two, these promises were not fulfilled in their lifetime. 
Number three, when God spoke to Moses in the burning bush, the bodies of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were already dead and in the grave in Hebron. Number four, yet God speaks of himself as the God of the living, not the God of the dead. We read that here in Matthew 22. Number five, God has to fulfill his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Number six, therefore, the resurrection is an absolute necessity from what we know about the nature of God and the character of God. Mm. And when the multitudes heard all of this teaching from Jesus, they were astonished. Now, I think we we have about a minute, two minutes left. And uh, what can we learn from all of these things? Well, there's a lot of things that we can learn. And uh, I want to encourage people that are listening to believe in the Scriptures and to believe also in the power of God. Jesus, um, not only did he die on the cross, uh, but and he was in a grave, but he also resurrected. My mm. loving Lord and Savior resurrected. See, sometimes we just leave Jesus in the grave. No, he he's resurrected and he is coming back again. And and, and Paul writes in First Corinthians fifteen uh, verses thirteen and fourteen. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. Mm. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. And, and in verse seventeen. There are 1 Corinthians 15, it says, And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. That means it's useless. You are still in your sins. The resurrection is the heart of Christianity. It is the center of Christianity. If you, re- if you remove the resurrection, Christianity loses its power. Christianity is destroyed. And our Bible teaches us the promise of a resurrection. It's in the future. And... Uh, I, I hope and pray that uh, we believe in the Scriptures, but not just believe and love the Scriptures, but also that we want to experience the power of God in our lives. Amen. Now, Raiko, uh, we didn't plan this, but uh, tomorrow's episode by Peter Watts is titled The Resurrection. Oh, really? Fact, <laughs> fact or fiction? Uh, I think I know what he's going to talk about. Did Christ really resurrect or yeah, not? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I, I, it really relates to this program because ultimately if we can't really truly believe, if we don't have uh, evidence or faith uh, that Christ rose, then we may question our own resurrection in the future. Yeah. But of course, if we can believe in the resurrection, then uh, we can have uh, a hope that, that we will also be raised. So that's tomorrow's program with wow. Peter Watts. We hope that you can join us for that uh, tomorrow at 9 or 4.30 if you're listening in Tasmania. And uh, what have you got for us next week, Roque? Um, next week I'll be talking about how Jesus is going to be asked an ethical question and it will be about the law of God. Okay, the law of God. So we look forward to joining you next week, uh, next Wednesday. And uh, I, I just want to finish with a little uh, quote from First Thessalonians. Um, it's in, in my uh, Bible. I'm reading from the New Living Translation here. It's titled The Hope of the Resurrection. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For mm-hmm. since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. So we will be raised again. We will see him. And uh, 
That's what I believe. Uh, I hope you do too. Um, maybe a question to text in. Do you believe in the resurrection? And tomorrow uh, we'll study that again with Peter Watts. Mm. But for now, we just uh, hope and pray that you have a great day wherever you are and whatever you, uh, wherever you are listening, even if this is after the event. We uh, pray that uh, you really do feel God's blessing today. So we look forward to joining you next week. Raiko. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Bye.